I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are going to be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are going to work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're going to read one chapter a week. And inside our book study Facebook group, you're going to get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts. You're going to get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's going to be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're going to get a lot out of the group, even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number four of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough. It takes time, knowledge, practice, and a ton of effort to be good at it. But with the right tools and strategies, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. So I know firsthand just how hard it is to find high quality resources that are not only engaging for students, but will actually get the job done. Each week on this podcast, I'll be sharing meaningful, no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will take you to the next level of your teaching career. So are you ready to feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers and have a little fun while doing it? Let's dig in. Hey, y'all. I am so excited to have you back for another week of the podcast. And today I'm going to be talking all about comprehension. If you follow me on Teachers Pay Teachers or on Instagram, you know that I talk a lot and share a lot of resources and ideas for how to teach reading comprehension. And I do that because comprehension really is one of the most important parts of our reading instruction, and it really is also one of the most challenging things to teach. Without comprehension, there really isn't any reading that is taking place, but also it's such an abstract idea. It takes place in students' heads, so we can't really see exactly what is happening. And in some cases, it's so personal that the way I comprehend and understand a story is going to be completely different than the way my students do based off of my own personal experiences and background knowledge. It's really important for us to be good with our comprehension instruction. And I remember when I was in the classroom, there were definitely some challenges that I experienced when teaching comprehension. And I'm curious if you've ever experienced any of the same challenges. I think one of the biggest things that I saw in fourth grade is that I had students that could read any level of text fluently and accurately. They were the most beautiful readers ever but they had no idea what the text was about. And that 
always baffled me. I also had students that could apply comprehension strategies to some texts, but not others. So they were really inconsistent. And again, that also really confused me. And then I would have some students that would be able to answer multiple choice comprehension questions correctly, but they really couldn't discuss the text in any sort of meaningful way. So even though they got the right answer, we really couldn't have a conversation about what it was that they were reading. And then I had some students that could actively participate in any whole group read aloud or small group discussion about a text. But when it came to their independent reading, they were lost. It's like they couldn't really make the transfer on their own. Do any of those challenges ring a bell to you? And I'm sure that there are other challenges that you faced. And so even though teaching comprehension can really be challenging, we have to continue to seek out strategies and ideas that are going to help us continue to improve our comprehension instruction. So today, I have five tips to help you effectively teach comprehension skills to your students. Now, these, of course, aren't the only five things you can do, but I really think that these are some of the most important things to keep in mind when it comes to teaching comprehension. So the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you are giving students a purpose for learning a specific comprehension skill or strategy. And I think Purpose is so important. Anytime students can understand why we're doing something, it, I think, helps them have so much more buy-in. So you want to make sure that your students understand how a specific strategy is going to help them. And the thing is, is it can help them in so many different ways. The purpose could be that the strategy is going to help them understand their independent reading texts, which should be important to them. Maybe it'll help them become stronger with other reading strategies. There's so much connection that if they learn, you know, determining importance, that's going to help them summarize. And so you could connect it to other strategies. Teaching a strategy might help students prepare for a book talk, or a strategy could help them prepare for their book club, or A strategy could help them reach their independent reading goal. So really, whatever it is, you just want to make sure that students understand why and how the strategy will help them. And it really is as simple as adding a sentence that names the purpose of that strategy anytime you're teaching comprehension. So maybe it'll sound something like this. Today, we're going to be learning a strategy to help us summarize. And this is important because it's going to help you remember the most important details of the text you've read. And if you take the time to read something, you probably want to remember it. So it's so simple. When you're talking about strategies, just make sure your students understand how it's going to help them as a reader, and that's going to increase their buy-in. The next thing you want to keep in mind when you are teaching comprehension strategies is to make sure that students have a process and really a step-by-step guide for how to apply that strategy. And when we think about teaching comprehension, our ultimate goal is to help students transfer that strategy to their independent reading. So we need to make sure that we are explaining how students can apply this strategy to their own texts that they're reading by themselves, which means when they sit down, they should feel really confident that they know how to apply any strategy to any text that they are reading. And When I first started teaching reading, I was at a school that used a basal reader, and the goal to me always seemed to help our students understand that specific story. We would talk about comprehension, and we would talk about skills, but always with the goal of understanding that weekly story, and there was always a test at the end of the week for that story, and so that really was our focus. 
And eventually I moved over to using the reading workshop model and I started teaching more skill and strategy-based mini lessons. But when I look back at my first year or two of using the workshop model, I realized that a lot of my mini lessons were just describing or defining what a reading skill or strategy was. So I would say things like, today we're going to talk about summarizing. When you summarize, you focus on sharing only the most important details from the beginning, middle, and end. And so while that is a really great student-friendly definition of what it means to summarize, the problem is, is that it doesn't tell my students what they should do when they sit down to read independently, which is what we want them to do. And so you just need to make sure that your students understand what the process is to apply that skill or strategy to their independent reading. So an example of a process could be when you're summarizing or teaching summary, you teach your students to use the somebody wanted but so then formula. You could teach your students to keep a list of details that they want to keep in their summary and details that they can toss and things that they don't need to include. You can teach your students to categorize details as important and need to be remembered or as just interesting and things that we don't have to remember after reading the text. And with each of these specific strategies, students will know exactly what to do when they sit down to read. And so when we teach our students a strategy during a mini lesson or during a strategy group, we really want to make sure that our students feel confident that they can apply that strategy when they sit down to read. So just make sure that you're teaching a process or a step-by-step guide for each of the comprehension skills and strategies you're teaching your students. The other thing you want to keep in mind when you're teaching comprehension is that you want to model the strategy in a variety of ways. And really, I can't say this enough. I I am a bit of a, I don't know, instant gratification person. I move at a very fast pace. And sometimes I'm really impatient for things that take a long time. But when it comes to our reading instruction, we have to realize that mastery will not happen after one mini lesson. We can't expect our students to completely master something after we've taught it to them just one time. And so when you're thinking about your reading block, you want to make sure that you are constantly modeling and that you're modeling in a variety of ways. So you want to, of course, introduce and model strategies during your whole group mini lesson where you're teaching your students about the strategy for the very first time. But then you want to make sure that you're doing things like strategy groups where you can reinforce these strategies and model to them using different texts and in small groups. You want to make sure that you are providing short, quick little models during reading conferences so students can really see how to apply those strategies to the very text that they're reading. You want to reinforce the strategies that you're using during whole group read aloud and give students to practice applying those with a shared text. And so while it can take a very long time, remind yourself that you have until the very end of the year to get your students to master all of the strategies. So if after one lesson, one mini lesson, your students haven't quite got the grasp of a strategy, that's okay. Just make sure you keep modeling it and bringing it up into all parts of your reading block. The other thing, or another thing I should say, you want to keep in mind when you're teaching comprehension strategies is making sure that you are giving students tools to be successful independently. So of course, while we teach and model our students and give them a process, you want to make sure that when it comes to them doing work independently, that they feel confident and independent to apply that strategy to their own text. And so I make sure that I give my students very specific tools that they can use by themselves. 
A couple things that I like giving students are anchor charts. Whatever anchor chart I use to introduce the the strategy whole group, I give my students either a half page or a quarter page copy of that same anchor chart that they can glue in their journal or keep on a little strategy ring. So when they go to apply that strategy in their own text, they can quickly review the process. They can see the important parts. They understand what it is, and that helps them just be a little bit more independent. I also like to teach students specific question stems that they can ask themselves when they're applying that strategy. So often, even if students don't remember or understand the exact process, if they know questions that will help them summarize, or if they know questions to ask that will help them make inferences, if they know questions that they can ask that will help them visualize, then when they ask those questions, they're naturally going to try to apply that strategy to their text. So I always give my students a list of question stems that are aligned to specific strategies so they can ask those questions as they're reading. And then another thing that I like to do is I like to teach students how to create their own graphic organizer. I think anytime we can try to make this idea of comprehension, which is very abstract and takes place in our brains, anytime we can make that a little more visual and concrete, it can really help students. And so while I definitely incorporate pre-made and pre-printed graphic organizers, I also like to teach students how to create their own graphic organizers. So whether it's showing them how to create a timeline when they are sequencing a story or how to create a Venn diagram if they're comparing and contrasting, or if it's how to draw the story mountain so they can identify all the parts of a story, they can apply that on their own even if they don't have the graphic organizer. So if you can teach students how to create their own graphic organizer, you are just giving them more tools to be independent with whatever comprehension strategies you are teaching. And then the last thing that I want you to think about when you're thinking about comprehension instruction is trying not to talk about reading strategies in isolation. And I think one of the things that is really tricky about teaching reading is that we tend to teach skills in isolation. Sometimes we try to teach reading in the same ways that we teach math, and they just don't work the same way. So we might spend a week doing mini lessons on summarizing, or we might teach character traits for a few days and then move on to teaching theme. And while there isn't anything wrong with this approach, and we definitely need to teach specific isolated skills, we really need to make sure that students understand that there is such a strong connection between all of the skills and that when they sit down to read, they are never going to be applying just one specific skill. When they sit down to read, we want them to be applying and using all of the skills and strategies we've taught them. We want them to be asking questions and making predictions and making connections and making inferences and summarizing every time they sit down to read. And when you really think about it, so many of the skills and strategies are so well connected. And the more our students understand how connected each strategy is, the easier it's going to be for them to apply it to their reading. So a couple things that I like to do is I like to create what I call a strategy web to show the connection. And Really what this looks like is you can just start anytime you teach comprehension, you can create a web and comprehension can go in the center. And if you teach a skill, you can draw a line with a bubble and write that skill in it. And then as you teach other skills, see how they connect and start drawing lines that connect making connections to making inferences and background knowledge and determining importance can connect to summarizing. And students start to realize that the strategies are so well connected that they can't do one well without the other. 
And I think this helps in a couple ways. The more students realize that all skills are connected, the better their comprehension will be and the more confident they will be. For example, if a student knows that they can make connections and they can make really strong connections, then they already have the first step to making inferences. And if they feel confident with one strategy, that can help boost their confidence in another. So an example of this might be if you are getting ready to teach the skill making inferences, have students brainstorm and highlight what are all of the other skills that they need to be able to apply to a text in order to make a really strong inference. And this means that students need to be able to access their background knowledge. They need to be able to make really strong personal connections. If they're going to make really good inferences, they have to be able to ask questions that are really relevant to what's happening in the text. They need to be able to make predictions. They need to be able to understand author's purpose, and they need to understand genre and text structure. And that's not even all of it, but all of those skills and strategies are going to help them be stronger when it comes to making inferences. So just make sure that when you are talking about reading strategies, even if you teach a specific skill in isolation, just make sure students understand how does that reading strategy and skill connect to the bigger picture of reading and the other things that they're doing and the other things that are going on in their head while they're reading. So even though teaching comprehension can be challenging, hopefully you have a few ideas on how you can make your instruction even more effective. So don't forget, make sure that students have a purpose for learning that strategy. Make sure that you are teaching a clear step-by-step process for how students can apply that strategy to their own independent reading process. Make sure you model, 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 and then model some more. And then make sure you're intentional about having tools that students can use to be successful with their comprehension strategies independently. And then intentionally make connections between all of the comprehension strategies. So I would love to know which ideas from today's podcast you plan on incorporating into your own instruction. And I really love hearing from teachers, and I would absolutely love it if you decided to reach out to me on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company, and I'll add a link in the show notes. And I would love it if you would just let me know which one or two ideas from this podcast resonated with you the most and what you plan on incorporating into your reading block. And then if you want to learn just a little bit more about effective comprehension instruction, I'm actually going to be hosting a live training next Monday, January 18th. And it's going to be all about how to teach comprehension in a way that is actually going to stick with your students. And I would love to have you join me. I will include a link to the sign up for the webinar in the show notes. And then finally, I hope you will tune in next week because I'm going to be sharing a really simple framework for how you can use strategy groups to help with the transfer of learning. So you will be able to take a lot of what you learned in today's podcast and apply it to small group instruction. And I hope you have a really great week. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. Don't forget to join me over on Instagram at The Stellar Teacher Company. And you can also find links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.